<sighs> finally, we're finally getting an updated episode for you all. So um, just as part of the intro for the intro, I just want to say I hope this, uh, this, this, uh, this episode finds you well. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're, you know, in a good place with good people. And you're treating other people with the kindness and love that everybody in this world honestly deserves. And well, with that being said, welcome back. Welcome back to yet another episode of Real Talk Stories. Live from Columbia, season two. However, we are not actually in Columbia. That is the plot twist. We are actually in Argentina, Buenos Aires specifically. It is November 2021. Buenos Aires, what a conundrum. What a conundrum this country currently is. Um, We're going to do things a little different in this episode. We're not going to have a guest. Uh, I'm just going to go monologue. And um, we're just going to talk about some of the news that's come out over the past few days and just how surreal everything seems. Um, But first, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Argentina and what the current condition is. Um, If you're a traveler, if you like to travel, uh, if you're thinking about going on holidays soon, I really have to recommend Argentina, uh, Buenos Aires and Argentina as a whole. You know, just purely from a concrete perspective, you know, hyper hyperinflation uh, hit Argentina a few years ago. They had a hyperinflation, uh, a massive devaluation of the Argentinian peso, which led to, you know, hyperinflation of their currency, which basically brought the prices here tumbling down for foreigners with U.S. dollars, which, you know, Americans happen to have, um, and sending the prices skyrocketing upwards for local residents. Now, there's a lot of things we could take away from this, but I, I, what I really want to say is this is a really good lesson in holding assets, okay? So this is a really good lesson in why you need to hold assets. You need to own your own home um, or own property, whether that be farmland or prop apartment in the city, whatever, you need to own, you need to own, you need to own land. And if you're in the United States, you can really take advantage of that um, because you get low interest rates, with, you know, relatively decent credit, and um, you know you can you can build wealth. It's the only hedge against inflation that and gold. So, for example, you know what's happened in real time here in Buenos Aires and Argentina as a whole, as as the economy collapsed, which which we can get in the details that if you if you if we like but it's not really applicable to right now and it's not really relevant for people that just want to come here and spend a few weeks or a few months whether that be as uh just as a, on a holiday with your partner or you know as a digital nomad you know working online from here you know the history I'll bet interesting is not really instantly applicable what is instantly applicable is the fact that you can go to a cafe I went to a cafe Yesterday with uh, my Argentinian girlfriend and my tattoo artist, 
bought them both lunch, including myself, at a nice like health food cafe. You know, we had like the grilled chicken breast over the quinoa with the mixed greens and, uh, you know, uh, drinks, uh, you know, uh, mint ginger lemonade, fresh squeeze, which is a common thing here, and a dessert and an espresso. And the total was about 1,500 pesos, which equivalates to $15 in official exchange rate. But here's the kicker. If you bring cash or use Western Union, you get double the amount that is the official exchange rate. So instead of even being $15 total for all three of us, it was $7.50 US. So about eight US dollars for lunch for three people at a nice cafe in Buenos Aires. It's so inexpensive. I mean, it is less expensive than, it's half the price of Mexico and Mexico is half the price of the US. So definitely recommend it for that perspective. Um, you might be asking yourself, well, wait a second, if the exchange rate, like how can you get double on the exchange rate, right? Because the official exchange rate is 100 pesos to the dollar, but if you exchange in dollars or use Western Union, you get the quote blue dollar market rate, which is 200 pesos to the dollar. So you get twice as many pesos. How, why is that? Well, that's because the government, uh, basically when the currency was crashing, the, um, you know, the... Uh, the government um, tried to stave inflation because everyone was rushing out of pesos and buying dollars. So they tried to stop the currency from collapsing by putting a cap on dollars. So you could only get 200 US dollars per month if you're Argentinian. Um, and that plan completely backfired, which, you know, plans that governments do to try to oppress people, especially in capitalistic systems or, you know, free markets tend to backfire. So that one completely backfired. Um, and now there's a massive demand for dollar, a huge, you know, they call it the blue dollar market. They don't call it the black market because it's quasi legal in a way. Um, and that's led to hyperinflation. So in that aspect, yeah, come to understand it. Cause it's like, it's beautiful in a lot of ways and like gorgeous architecture. It was one of the richest countries in the world. I think it was the sixth richest country in the world, sixth richest population. Six richest, you know, uh, resources, everything up until about 15 years ago and then it completely collapsed. So, yeah, I found myself in Buenos Aires en uh, route to um, Antarctica. Um, Antarctica is the only continent I haven't seen. I'm headed down there. And I just, I figured, you know, it'd been a while since I did a podcast episode and I should just get one in and I wasn't feeling motivated. So I went ahead and did a Reddit live stream. Um, and whoa, this wind is really going for in the background. I did a, a Reddit live stream, which I am actually live streaming now on Reddit. Um, um, and, uh, you know, talk to, to people that were watching the live stream uh, for motivation to get me to do this podcast. So I just want to give a big shout out to the Reddit community out there. Shout out to the community. And, um, now that we've done all of that, let's, uh, let's get into today's episode. Hmm. Mm. Sip some mate, herba mate. If you guys haven't had it, it's great. It's high, full of minerals. Absolutely delicious. Um, yeah, let's let's get into some news. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and just uh, scroll through some of the trending stories in the news right now. Um, Trending story number one is that the floating human remains discovered by a fisherman are identified as Florida mom who died by homicide. Um, 
I don't know how much to say about that, but I just sort of wanted to talk a little bit on the case. What was what was that 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 hippie couple where allegedly the man murdered the woman when they were hiking, and then the man mysteriously disappeared, uh, and then the woman was found. You know, after the woman was found, the man, the, the allegedly the remains of the man were found like a week later, massively decomposed in a marsh in Florida. Florida's got to be the number one place that human remains are found. Um, so, ah, I remember it was Brian, Brian Laundry, Brian Laundry, Brian Laundry, and Gabby, right? It's Gabby and Brian. Um, now, there's a couple interesting things I want to point out about that, uh, about that incident specifically. Um, one. We have no idea Brian killed this woman. We have no idea. Um, you know. And I kind of want to state this. Uh, so that we all don't seem completely crazy. Um, but yeah, it was uh, w uh, one of the one of my, my friends on Reddit right now. It's uh, Brian Laundry and Gabby Petito. So. You know, I've worked with a lot of law enforcement on different sort of investigations in different parts of the world before, and this case is by no means closed, okay? Um, first of all, we're going to sort of rewind backwards. The remains that were found, they were, <laughs> they were found by a TikToker, okay? So you had the biggest manhunt, the biggest manhunt in recent history, seriously, it was like the biggest manhunt since freaking what Obama, Osama bin Laden, pretty much, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the biggest manhunt in years, like since the number one terrorist in the world. Um, now, we're not going to really get into sort of the details of why this was such a, a massive manhunt. Um, you know, personally, I think it was obviously a distraction. It was obviously a media distraction from the withdrawal of Afghanistan. <sighs> um, you know, if you if you look at the data, you'll see that hundreds of people go missing every month in the United States. Thousands of people, thousands, thousands, thousands of people, thousands of children and adults go missing every year. In the United States, hundreds per month, thousands per year. I think the number is like overall, it's like a few hundred thousand, probably. Um, so, so why was the focus on this couple? Well, let's not even get into that, right? Let's not even speculate on going down that rabbit hole of why this couple was focused on and how it was during the basically the withdrawal debacle of Afghanistan and blah, blah, blah. Let's just talk about the actual case. Let's talk about the facts. So biggest manhunt in modern history, and one of the biggest manhunts of all time in the United States, and the FBI couldn't find him, the marshals couldn't find him, a freaking TikToker found him. Okay, yeah, right. Now let's talk about how they identified, identified the guy. Dental records. So... 
identifying someone by their teeth is like not very good because it's easy to take a few teeth out. Now, let's talk about the decomposition. Bodies do not decompose that fast. He should not have been bones. His face should have been recognizable. Okay, so there's a lot of weird things going on about that. Um, and there's another article, like I said today, about floating marines found in Florida. Florida is definitely number one country for that. So I just want to want to think about that. Not everything is that you read about has how you read about in the media, you know. Um, and it is true, it is true that, you know, I think if you look at the stats, you'll see that actually a large percentage of 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 non-white people quote-unquote, non-white people um, go missing and there's no reporting on it at all. Just, oh, another missing black girl. Oh, well. It's like kind of ridiculous. So let's get into article number two. And this article, the first one is from People. Article number two is from Newsweek. And Newsweek says, COVID variant that spreads easily, evades vaccines, it could have serious Severe consequences. Okay. Well, this is a, a massive can of worms. Um, this is a massive can of worms because I have a whole bunch of mixed feelings on, on COVID. Um, I don't even know where to start. I don't know, I'm almost tired of talking about it at this point because it seems pretty obvious. I mean, we were sold a bad deal with COVID. Basically, you know, we were told, okay, these vaccines, you know, get the shot. And then, pardon me one second. So we were told, listen. Just get the shots, get the vaccine, and then you can take the masks off, okay? So we all went out. We got the shots. Some of us did. Some of us didn't. Um, and then we were told we still have to leave the masks on. Well, why do we have to leave the masks on? We have to vaccinate. Well, it's to protect the unvaccinated. Well, the unvaccinated can just get vaccinated, okay? And then I was like, no, no, no. It's to protect the... And then, and then it's actually to protect the vaccinated. Well... Why do we have to protect the vaccinated if the vaccinated are already vaccinated? Oh, um, you know, just to be safe. And then the lockdowns continued. And now we get to these news reports that are showing that the countries that have the highest vaccination rates, okay, Netherlands, Austria, Israel, have also have the highest rates of new COVID infections. What? the heck is that dude can we can we make some sense about that i would love to have someone call in the show right now and explain to me how any of this makes sense like seriously and i don't want to talk about oh well less people die okay okay if you want to talk about less people dying the least amount of people die are people that have had covid recovered naturally have natural immunity and have natural defenses against COVID by being healthy and having the antibodies. If we really were worried about COVID like spreading, 
we would be testing people for the antibodies because antibodies that are, occur naturally through natural immunity and infection don't wane. They have infinite lifespan so far. We haven't found when they, you know, when they expire. So, you know, it's a little bit ridiculous. And now the new head of the FDA that Biden is, is who's the guy's name? Hey, can, someone, can someone watching this right now tell me who the name of the FDA, the, the guy that uh, Biden is, wants to appoint as the head of the, the new head of the FDA? What's his name? What's his name? New, new head of the FDA. Someone, 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 someone type, tell me who it is. We'll get his name in a second. But, you know, we, before we talk about him, we can talk about Scott Godeleb. Scott Godeleb, S-C-O-T-T space G-O-T-T. His biggest, he, he, is, he is the current, like, he is a current, uh, he, he is a current, he is the ex, he is the ex head of the FDA and is a current chairman of Pfizer. Okay. It's a little bit of a conflict of interest there. So you're going to tell me the current, one of the current chairmen on the board of Pfizer is the ex-FDA, ex-FDA, head of the ex-FDA head, and he's, and he's the one that we're taking our advice from? Well, don't you think as the chairman of the company that's selling the vaccines, he has a little bit of an interest in seeing the vaccine sold? And if, and don't you think it's a little bit of a coincidence that Pfizer was the only company to get the vaccine approved for children and was the first company to get the vaccine approved for massive use and not just approved, but now they want to make it mandatory, even though the court struck it down. It's unconstitutional. Yeah. Um, okay. We have the name of the second guy. His name is Robert Khalif. That's R-O-B-E-R-T space C-A-L-I-F-F. Now we just talked about the ex head of FDA and his relationship with Pfizer. Let's talk about Robert Khalif. Who do you think during Robert Khalif's private career, who do you think he received the most money from? Of all the companies in the world, and let's be clear, all the companies he received money from were pharmaceutical companies. Eli Lilly, Merrick. Who do, who do you think his biggest funder was? Ding, 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 ding. His biggest contract was from Johnson & Johnson, okay? So Robert Khalif, the guy that we want to safeguard, and we, when I say we, I say American citizens, and, and the world in general, because we make a lot of the world's policies. The guy that we're supposed to have protect us and, and have safeguards to protect us from dangerous pharmaceuticals is a guy whose biggest contract ever was from Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> you can look it up. It's, it's, it's fact. Robert Khalif. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, absolute contract of interest. Um, apparently, he was the former head of the FDA as well, and Biden wants to put him back in that position. Okay. So now that we can accept that these guys have conflicts of interest, and we can accept that they're companies and as companies that want to make money, and we can accept the fact that <laughs> We can accept the fact that the COVID quote-unquote vaccine is not a vaccine. It's a therapeutic, okay? It works to prevent serious illness or death from COVID-19 for a limited time. That's what it does. Very effective for a limited time.
okay? So that's a therapeutic, that's not a vaccine. Vaccine, as we all know, because when we were kids, we got them, are like for smallpox. You get the shot and you're good. You're good. You're good forever. It's like the flu shot you get every year. That's not a vaccine. It's a flu shot. They don't call it a vaccine. It's not the flu vaccine. It's a shot you get every year. Different. Therapeutics, vaccine. Very different. I'm going to climb back out of this COVID rabbit hole in just a second. I just want to sort of close it out with saying in early, in late 2018, early 2019, at exactly the same time that the U.S. government and specifically the National Institute of Health, Institutes of Health, gave $7.2 million through the, through the, EcoHealth Alliance to the Wuhan Institute of Virology to study coronaviruses. At exactly the same time, they also gave $1.8 billion to Pfizer and Moderna to develop coronavirus vaccines. Now, $1.8 So we, as in the taxpayers, as in the U.S. government, and we, the taxpayers who pay for the U.S. government, gave... These pharmaceutical companies, the money to develop these vaccines. And now we have to pay $20 per vial. Oh, no, but they're free. They're not free. If you pay taxes, you're paying for these freaking vaccines through our tax dollars, whether you get the vaccines or not, whether they get waste or not, whether they're managed or not, it doesn't matter. We pay $20 per vial. It costs 50 cents a vial to manufacture. So these pharmaceutical companies are making a 40X profit, 40X profit off of these offices. It's ridiculous. Off of the, the, these, 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 these therapeutics, quote unquote, that, 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 that have a, a, a rapidly depleting shelf life. Okay. So COVID variant, that article number two, Newsweek, COVID variant spreads easily, evades vaccines, could have serious consequences. Great. Duh. That's why my advice to you is be healthy. If you're, if you're not healthy now, get healthy. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you, we're just going to simplify things, okay? So let's just give you the top three things out the gate to be healthy. One, whole food, good whole foods, okay? Two, exercise in sunlight, okay? Treading on a treadmill and recycled air indoors without getting sun does not count, okay? So outdoor exercise, okay? So one, healthy food. Let's just put water in that category too. Healthy food and, and clean water, okay? Healthy food, and healthy water is number one. Number two, number two, exercise outside. Now, you don't have to go freaking run a marathon, okay? You don't have to, like, you don't have to strap, like, you know how the runners get those, like, those belts, those elastic belts with the water bottles in there? You don't need that. You can just go for a walk, dude. We can all walk. And I'm saying dude to man and women, and don't call me sexist. All right, because I've got clearance. I got clearance. I got clearance. I got clearance from please make me LOL. She sounds like a really cool woman. She sound, she's married to another woman who sounds like a really cool woman. 
And she says, dude is cool. And actually, before this podcast, calling women dudes okay, she doesn't take offense to it. And actually, before we started this podcast, we were talking privately about how people that think that calling uh, a non-man dude is sexist, they actually are subconsciously being sexist themselves because the word, the etymony, etymony of the word dude wasn't based on man or woman. The word dude comes from basically being a rancher, someone on a ranch who takes care of horses and rides horses and takes care of cows and all that stuff. So why does that have to be a man? Like women are just as capable of riding horses and taking care of cows and being on a ranch. So if you associate the word dude with man, then you're being subconsciously racist and you need to check yourself and rant on that. So let's, let's, so I'm going to say, yeah, dude, go for a walk. Okay. That's number two. One, eat healthy food, drink clean water. We can get into what clean, healthy water is because there's different kinds of water. Number two, go outside, get exercise, be in the sunlight, you know, and again, you don't have to go for a marathon run. You can just take a walk. You can just walk for 20 minutes, you know, uh, you know, walk to that, uh, that restaurant instead of taking that Uber. And number three, now this is what I think is probably the most important. Do not stress. No stress. Peace of mind. Peace and harmony internally and externally. For real. So if you do those three things, you'll probably be good. And not only will you probably be good from this horrible, disgusting pandemic, but you'll probably be good from a lot of things. You're probably less likely to get cancer, probably less likely to get heart disease, right? So just eat healthy, drink clean, exercise outdoors, and don't stress, okay? You just do those three things, you're going to be good, dude. You're going to be good. Um... One thing I like to practice, and then we're going to move to the third, the third, third headline of the day, is just give it, be a little thankful, you know, just like wake up in the morning and just like give thanks. We all have things to be thankful for. You know, like I woke up this morning and I was just like, oh, I'm so grateful. I've got two hands and 10 fingers and arms like that is great. Like I'm so grateful for that. Let's move on to number three, and let's not get off track. Uh, one of our viewers right now, Michael Fusion, forty-four, calling you out. Michael Fusion, forty-four, says we're getting off track. So, thank you, Michael. We're gonna get back on track now. Headline number three from today's news. Ma, this is from CBS News. Mobs of looters. Target Bay Area retailers for third straight day. Okay. I'm from California. Like, this is getting out of control, dude. Like, California is start. I'm not in California now. Again, I'm in Buenos Aires, headed to Antarctica. Way far away from California. But I'm from California, and I, I left a few months ago. And California is seriously, like seriously, starting to feel like some sort of weird... Uh, dystopian post-apocalyptic sci-fi movie. Like, 
The year is 2021. A pandemic has ravaged the earth. Angry mobs of individuals storm retail stores, stealing goods, droughts, ravaged the lands, wildfires engulf the sky. Like, it is ridiculous. Like, ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. It's like, now, part of me gets it, right? Like, part of me gets it. Like, you know, I come from a middle-class family. I, I left home when I was, like, 14. I lived on the streets. You know, thankfully, my parents were able to save and kind of do something and get a little house. But, like, I totally understand people who, uh, you know, were not born into generational wealth, you know, and who weren't able to catch any breaks and who don't have any money and are freaking angry about it. And they're looking at these giant retail stores like Walmart and Nordstrom and, you know, whatever it is. And they're like, you know, the owners of these store businesses, they don't care about us. They don't care about us. They're sitting in their, you know, $8 million, $20 million mansion in the Hamptons. They don't care about the, the inner cities of San Francisco. Like, fuck them. Let's go. Let's, let's take, let's, let's. Let's let's take some stuff. Now, I don't support that because I'm not really into stealing. I don't think that's a very cool thing to do. Um, but I understand it. I understand it for sure. Like, I understand where the anger comes for. At the same time, it's like those stores are going to close, dude. And all those people are going to be out of a business. Like everything's going to online retail because you know what? You cannot arm rob Amazon. You can't, you can't rob Amazon.com. Do you know what I mean? Hold on a second. I'm going to take a sip of this mate. Take a sip of this mate. Shout out to the average citizen. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better in California. Like, it's so bad. Like, last time I was there, I was, like, driving under overpasses, and it was just, like, Massive homeless encampments with like refrigerators stacked up, like you know, televisions and like just literally just crackheads like fucking walking on the street and people passed out on the floor and like human poop. Like it's so bad. I mean, my my, my buddy was telling me a story. Like this is this is this is this is this is how bad it is. My dad was telling a story. He's like, okay, to, you have to wear a mask to go outside. Just to go outside, you legally have to wear a mask. To get a coffee, here's what you have to do. You got to leave your overpriced little apartment that's $3,000 a month for a one-bedroom. Walk literally past human poop and nodding out drug addicts on the street with a mask on. You get to the coffee shop. You can't pay in cash. You have to pay with a card. You're between bulletproof plexiglass. You get your coffee and you're not allowed to linger. You got to either sit down immediately or walk away. And it's a $7 coffee and it's in a little paper cup and the people have an attitude. <sighs> California used to be awesome, but not so much anymore. <sighs> you know, and you know, that and you compound that with the drought as one of our viewers, uh, the bread thief said, 
you know, don't forget about the water. There's a lot of misinformation out there about pH being important. It's true. I mean, our bodies, you know, our bodies are what? 98% water. And yet we totally neglect it. Our bodies are 98% water. Okay. So don't you think it's kind of important that what we are 98% of, you know, that, that, that we take a good quality part of that, that we are 90%, 8% of it probably affects us. <sighs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, you know, let's, let's just, let's just move past California now. It's just heartbreaking because I'm from there and I love it, but it's just so like disheartening there right now. And I just don't know what's going to, what's going to help it. I just don't know what's going to help it. Like, I just don't know what's going to help, help California at all. You know? Pardon me. Someone corrected me. Excuse me. We're 70% water. We've got our own group of fact checkers, which is awesome. And yeah, um, those of you that are listening to this on the podcast, uh, you know, that aren't able to see this live stream, you know, we're live streaming this on Reddit and we've got a really cool crew who's fact checking me in real time. So if I say anything and I correct it, it's because someone fact checked me. I got fact checked on the water thing. We're not quote unquote 98% water. We're 70% water. So I stand corrected. Thanks. Shout out to the average citizen. Shout out to the average citizen for that correction. I appreciate it. 70% water. <sighs> Let's move on to article number four. We're only going to do six articles today, guys. And we're going to take a break. Uh, article number four. Should we move on to article number four? Let's move on to article number four. Uh, article number four is priceless Roman mosaic spent 50 years as a coffee table in a New York apartment. Um, okay, so let's talk about this for a second. I am an avid art collector. I collect a lot of art. I love art. Art is probably the last bastion of our humanity. Um, in other words, it's, you know, probably the last thing that us as humans create that, you know, machines, you know, AIs have not learned to machine learn and duplicate. Now, art is completely in the, in the eye of the beholder, just like beauty. And I'm going to just say one little thing I want you guys to think about. And y'all could fact check me on this too. Picasso. Okay. I don't know if you guys are into Picasso. I actually own a Picasso. It's a lithograph. I oh, know I have a lithograph Picasso and I have an original sketch drawing of Picasso. And people say, oh, whoa, you must be a multimillionaire. Like, how do you have a real Picasso? Like, isn't that millions of dollars? And it's like, no, dude, because he... He drew every day. Picasso drew every day. Now, there's there's two main points I want to make here. And don't worry, we're not going to get distracted. We're going to get to uh, headline number five. But, you know, this headline number four and this headline number four from The Guardian about the priceless Ro Roman mosaic that spent 50 years as a coffee table in a New York City apartment. It's an idea of, like, art has the value that we recognize in it. Um, and the reason that it transcends materialism is because it transcends the physical barriers that keep us from connecting with inanimate objects. In other words, when you look at a painting, 
a really beautiful painting. You forget that it's just like a canvas and some acrylics on a wood frame, right? You don't say, oh, look at that's some acrylic on a piece of canvas on wood frame. You say, oh, that's a beautiful garden or that's like an amazing person or that's an incredible scene, right? So it transcends this physical barrier. We know when we look at a chair, we think, oh, that's a chair, like it's wood and plastic and whatever a chair is made out of, right? So it's one of the only things that's able to truly, truly, truly transcend the physical boundaries that we are so often restricted by. Now, the two things I want to say about art, let's get back to this. Two things I want to say about Picasso. So the reason he was famous was not just because he helped pioneer the subgenre of, of cubism, which was in the 50s and 60s, but because he painted or and or drew every single day every single day that's why i was able to basically buy an original picasso drawing because he drew every day he's got thousands of these sketches and you know him himself actually wasn't i mean he's an amazing artist i don't want to take anything away from picasso okay What he would do, I learned this actually in Barcelona. I don't even think you can Google this. I don't think you guys can fact check this because I don't know if it's on Google. I learned it from people at the Barcelona Picasso Museum in Barcelona, which is actually the house that Picasso used to live at in Barcelona. He painted. Now, what Picasso used to do, check this out. Him and his buddies, buddies, man and woman, they used to smoke tons of opium, party with tons of prostitutes, uh, drink like fish, till you know all hours of the day and night and they would do these art shows as picasso was starting to get a name and they would switch out art right so they would take a piece that was picasso actually painted and they would switch they would switch the name of that art with another artist and then they would put a piece that picasso didn't paint in the place where picasso's name was and people would come up and look at the look at the piece that they thought was picasso and say oh my god this is so obviously picasso look how beautiful it is this guy is a genius Da, 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 da. all because it said Picasso, even though it wasn't Picasso. And then they go right next to the next painting in the exhibition that was the actual Picasso. And they would say, oh, this is nice, but it's not as good as Picasso, right? So <laughs> it's this idea that, you know, a lot of people just put value on something because of the name or because other people value it. That's why things have value. That's what, you know, things that don't necessarily have an inherent, like, utilitarian value have value because they're valued by what people perceive value to be you know and yeah citizens just just wrote they used to drink a lot of absinthe too tons of absinthe real absinthe the absinthe with the real wood uh the absence with the warm wood so the two takeaways from that are a and this brings us back to the the headline in the guardian today about priceless roman mosaic art 50 years as a coffee table in new york apartment you know people just thought it was nice but they didn't put that value on it because they didn't really know Right, and the once that has that value on it, it's never looked at the same. You know, I collect a lot of art. I collect a lot of art. I don't just have a, a original Picasso. That's not my only painting. I also have an original painting by Michael Jackson, a self-portrait. I've got a ton of art from. Um, I have one of Michael Jackson's only self-portraits, but she didn't know he painted. He did paint. I've got one. I've got his one of his only paintings. Actually, he wrote it. He drew it with Sharpie, but that's not the point. Point is that value is based on what other people perceive that value to be. And if you want to be good at something, you just stick at it. You spend every day doing it. Um, we've got two more headlines to come, cover, which we're going to get to in just a second. But first, it is hot as heck in Buenos Aires. 
and it is windy. And I know you guys think I'm going to do a commercial break, but I don't do that. You know, all these podcasts are real podcasts. They're real talk. This is real talk stories. There is no advertisements. This is a labor of love. I do not make any money from these podcasts. I just do it to help share knowledge, information, and you have some time with you all. So this is not an advertising break. This is just a momentary beverage pause, and we will be right back. Ah, uh, okay. So we're back. So we got two more headlines to cover, and then we're going to wrap this episode up. I think this is episode 59 or 60, uh, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, the second to last thing we're going to speak on is uh, Wisconsin parade suspect to be charged with five counts of homicide. Well, this is absolutely horrible to be honest. Law enforcement identified a suspect who allegedly drove through a Christmas parade after fleeing from a knife fight in Wisconsin on Sunday, killing at least five people and injuring at least 48 people. A violent end to a festive scene where children danced in the street and a marching band played to jingle bells. Well, that's just terrible. Like, I don't, I actually don't even want to talk about this headline. I think, I think all, all I'm going to say, all I'm going to say about this headline like, honestly, is that we all collectively as a country, uh, as a family, as a, as a, as a human, as a, as the human race, we, we, we all need healing. We all need love. We all need healing. We all need to learn how to, uh, you know, not be angry because all, all, all anger comes from a place of hurt. All anger comes from Wow, it was all old people that got killed too, which is terrible. You know, all anger comes from a place of hurt. You know, someone feels hurt, you know, uh, and they want to lash out. That's sort of what, where anger comes from. And it's sad because, you know, collectively as a nation, as individuals, you know, a lot of people are hurting. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of frustration. And it's part of this human paradigm that is the human experience that is commonly known as life. And it just seems like, you know, it's, we're in the year 2021. We have all this technology and we're really connected. You think we would be able to have learned how at this point to learn how at this point to sort of deal with our anger and come together and collect and, and be one. And actually one of the viewers right now, um, ICNRSP, uh, THT2 um, actually mentioned um, how anger comes from fear. And it's basically, you know, all root emotions basically come from two core feelings, which is love and fear. Those are basically the two root emotions everything comes from. So before you do anything, before you act in any way, before you say anything that you think will have carry any weight or have any significance, just think to yourself, am I doing this? Am I acting out of love or am I acting out of fear? Because that's really what it comes down to. If you're acting out of love, if you're doing things based on love and feelings of love and, and, and all of the, all of the, the root emotions that, 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 that come from a place of love, you're going to be good. But if you're acting out of fear and all those root emotions that come from fear, like hate and anger and violence, blah, 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 
you're not going to be good. It's not going to work out too well for you. You're not going to be stoked on life, all right? So, you know, come from a place of love, please. If you need any help with that, look, if you're going through anything, you can reach out to me on social media, at Real Talk Story. That's singular, at Real Talk Story. You can find me on my personal account, at Aaron Lelux, at Aaron Lelux, A-A-R-O-N-L-A-L-U-X. I don't care, okay? I used to have a private account. It's still kind of private, but I'll make it public for a little bit. And if it's private and you send me a friend request and you send me a message and you tell me you're going through some stuff, you just need someone to talk to or you just want to vent or you looking for some advice, I'm here for you as a, as a fellow human being. Like, I really mean that, okay? We all need to be a little more connected and be a little more kind and a little more patient and a little bit more understand each other. So we don't have freaking parades, you know, Christmas parades in Wisconsin being ran through by angry dudes in freaking SUVs, okay? Like, seriously, what the fuck? <sighs> All right, let's get to our last headline. I think we've had enough headlines. The last headline we're going to go with today comes from... Um, comes from uh, NPR, and that headline is Republicans are changing state laws to try and get out of federal vaccine mandates. Okay, first of all, we need to stop bringing politics and in turn being partisan about all this stuff, okay? This is not about red or blue or left or right or Republican or Democrat. This is very... Simple. This is about federal overreach. It's about federal government trying to control U.S. citizens. Okay. As a United States citizen, you have inherent rights. Okay. You have certain rights as a human being. One of those rights is making personal decisions about your own personal body. Okay. So, this is not Republicans are changing, try, are changing state laws to try and get out of federal vaccine mandates. This is very clearly should be, let's, let's take out the word Republican. And let's just say state laws trying to get out of federal vaccine mandates. First of all, van, man, the mandates are not legal. It was shot down in a UX district court already. Okay. So they're not legal. And there's no government enforcement that can enforce those legally. People have a right to decide, and states themselves, individual states, have a right to decide what they want to do as states. Okay? So, you know, that's kind of what it is. If we really want to stop this pandemic, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, we test for the antibodies. Test for the antibodies. Then you'll know if the vaccines are working. You'll know if the natural immunity is working. You'll know if it's all working, all right? Otherwise, we're just going to keep going on with more restrictions, you know, further erosion of stability, more cases of COVID, and there's no end in sight. We're not going to end this in sight. There's no end. Where's the end? Where's the end for the COVID? And where's the end for the, the, the mandates? Where's this end? 
Where's the goal line here? Where, what are we going for? Okay. United States, dude. People need to be able to live their lives and be left alone. Uh, but, you know, I also don't like, look, I'm reading down this article and it also says lawmakers in Florida pass a bill that would find business. They're going to, they want to, Florida wants to find businesses if they don't offer a number of exemptions to their employees. Like, you can't do that either. Like, why is a government trying to control the business? Like, Florida shouldn't be fining people for not offering exemptions and the U.S. federal government shouldn't be fining people for offering it. Like, it should, like, nobody should be fining anybody. Like, we all just need to relax, dude. Okay? Like, we need to live or not live. Like, gosh, dude. Seriously, dude. Everyone's all worked up over this. Oh, so ridiculous, dude. Like, tell me, I want to know in the entire history of human existence, when has more government control led to a more beneficial society? Ever. There's no examples. Oh, it's just so stressful. Like, you know, I've been living in Colombia and here's how it works in Colombia. If you want to wear a mask, you wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, you don't wear a mask. Do you know why? Because it's your freaking face. It's your face. You do what you want to it. As a business, as a business, here are your rights as a business. If you want people to wear masks, if you want people to wear masks in your establishment, then people have to wear masks in your establishment or they got to leave. If you don't want people to wear masks in their establishment, in your establishment, they don't have to wear masks in their establishment. Okay? So you have options. You, you do what you want to do. It's your life. It's your choice. Your business. Sorry, guys. One second. I got to, I got to, this door keeps slamming because I'm in Buenos Aires in a pen, in the penthouse, in a penthouse suite in Buenos Aires and the wind is blowing a lot today. Well, if the, the wind knocks that door one more time, I'll change it. But anyways, that's that's sort of my perspective on that. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, Austria went back into full lockdown. Almost everybody's vaccinated. Same thing in the Netherlands. So obviously vaccinations are not helping. I mean, they're helping. Excuse me. Vaccinations are helping, but vaccinations alone are not going to end this. Restrictions are not going to end this. Uh, you know, I mean, I was in Colombia. Zero restrictions. Again, Colombia, zero restrictions. I was in a state called Rosalda. Zero deaths. Nobody's coughing. Nobody's sick. Nobody's dying. There's no restrictions. You don't need to wear a mask. It's up to you. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. Okay? But, like, we just need to get on with our lives at this point. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing, dude? It's getting a little bit ridiculous. Oh, I really don't want it. Should we do one more? I don't want it. I can't. I can't talk about COVID anymore. It's freaking ridiculous. It's freaking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But um, but those are our top stories. Those are our top stories. Those are our top stories today. Uh, November, almost Turkey Day in America. Thanksgiving. Do we still call it Thanksgiving? I don't know. I'm not politically correct about almost, about anything really. So I, I don't know if it's still supposed to be called Thanksgiving. Or if there's or if there's a different name for it. Uh one second, please.
Okay, 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 okay. We're back. Um, yeah, so whatever you want to call it, Thanksgiving or Indigenous People's Day or Family Day. We just call it Family Day. Just call it Family Day. Why don't we just call it Family Day? Because that's really what makes it great. Like, I don't think white people get together and say, ah, this is great. I'm so grateful that we made, you know, immoral deals with the Native Americans and gave them all smallpox and murdered mass populations and, you know, pillaged the people in the lands. I don't think they think that on Thanksgiving. I think they just, in general, think, hey, you know, just getting together with family, having some turkey. You know, like, why don't we just rename it Family Day? Let's just name it Family Day. That's what, that's, you know what, if you took anything away from this episode, it's that we should rename Thanksgiving Family Day. That would be great. Let's just call it Family Day because we could all use, you know, more time with our family. (sighs) What else, guys? That's about it. Just in Buenos Aires, the sun's setting. It's a beautiful sunset over the balcony. Wish you could see it. And uh, yeah, yeah, headed to Antarctica, taking things one day at a time. It's weird times. I uh, I was at this wine bar today, actually, which was interesting. There was this label, and it was the same artist that did the art for that weird metaverse video where everyone's bobbing their heads. Yeah, super weird. Um, and I'm going to try and find the original and buy the original painting. That's what I'm going to do because that's what, um, you know, older single men with no children and extra money do. <sighs> Buy random pieces of art. Um, Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. You can all always, um, you all can obviously always reach out. Whenever you, whenever you want to, I'm always available. I'm just a message away. If you want to be a guest on the show, I'm pretty open to it. We're going to try to do some more episodes. We're going to try to do episodes on the cruise ship to Antarctica. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we're definitely going to try. And, and I freaking, I love you and I thank you for existing. And I think we should, uh, probably just leave it right here. Leave it right here. The ending of another episode of Real Talk Stories, where everybody's got a story. Thanks for listening to this very special episode live from Buenos Aires. Until next time, peace and love.